Good morning, New Hope. Um, let me just first off say that I'm so excited um, to be able to present the sermon to you guys. Um, I'm thankful for Pastor Landon for allowing me uh, to be able to do this. And I just want to say again to you guys, welcome home. I'm so glad um, you guys are watching today, um, this morning. I love you guys. And uh, Hello, everybody. Hello, mom and dad. Love you guys. Um, so let's get started um, with my sermon. It's called Handle with God. And uh, first off, I want to ask you guys a question. And um, I wonder if you've ever heard this phrase before, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I think that's wild. And I want to flip it on its head and say the complete opposite is that uh, God is going to give you most things in life you can't handle. I'm going to say that we can't do anything without God. Um, the exact opposite of that phrase. I don't think we're created to live this life without God. We're created um, to be with him and him to be with us. I mean, even from the very beginning of our lives, uh, we, we can see this when ba with babies. Babies aren't able to do like anything. If, if you know a baby in your life or you've had a baby or you've seen a baby, you can look at them and be like, wow, uh, that guy can't do anything. What's up with him? He doesn't pay for He doesn't work at a job. He can't pay for his own food. He can't even eat his own food. The only thing he, babies can do is get rid of their own food, if you know what I'm saying. I won't go into too much detail uh, there, but you know what I'm talking about. And if you, when they grow older, when the babies get a little older, maybe they'll, they can do a little more, but they can't reach the top shelf. And then as they grow even older, you can finally, I, I can reach the top shelf. But as we know, um, some people still can't. Pastor Landon, um, I won't name any names, but, um, you know, I'm, you know, not everyone can reach the top shelf. And so um, in this life, we're given tasks that are impossible to complete by ourselves. In this life, we can't do it alone. And so I remember the scariest time in my whole life. And it's when me and my family were together, me, my mom, my dad, and my brother, we went to this water park. And we were having a fun time. You know, it's, it's great. Everybody, you know, you've been to a water park. It's, it's fun. It's in Florida. It's hot. So we're having fun in the water. And then um, we go to the wave pool. And I love swimming. I love all things to do with water. And I'm having a grand old time. And apparently I was having too good of a time because um, I wandered off into the wave pool. And uh, next thing I know, I'm looking around and... Uh, my parents aren't there. I don't see them anywhere. I'm like a little kid at this time. I don't even remember how old I, uh, how old I was. I just remember that this happened and I was terrified. I, I'm, I'm looking around. I don't, I don't see my parents anywhere. I don't see my brother. I don't see anybody. I know. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm wandering. I'm like, where in the world are my parents? And I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm crying at this point. I'm sobbing. Just imagine five-year-old Caleb. He's about this tall. I don't even know if you can see that with the camera. I'm about that tall. And, and I have no idea what's going on. I'm crying. I'm, and I remember my mom told me if, if, if this ever happens to go to, like, someone who works there. And so I go up to a lifeguard. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm sobbing. I'm like, please, where is my mommy? And, and I don't even remember going to, like, Usually, I think they would take you to, like, the front of the park and announce on the intercom. They'd be like, hey, uh, this little uh, child is crying a lot, and uh, his parents need him. Um, but I don't even remember that happening. I just remember being led straight to my parents. And um, I remember being reunited with them, and it was so 
awesome. It was so, it was, it was so relieving uh, because I was, I was lost. And then I found my parents. And um, what was so terrifying about being lost is I was, I was a little kid and I didn't, I didn't know how to get home. I didn't know how to drive. So there's no way I could have gotten home. And I didn't even know where home was, let alone where I was in, in um, the grand scheme of the, the earth, right? I was just a little kid. I didn't know what was going on. I was lost and I was unable to get to where I needed to go without my parents. And that is us. Every day of our lives, we're lost without God. We need God in everything that we do. And there's nothing in this world that we can't do without God. We just don't have what it takes. And I know what you're thinking. And you're like, Pastor Caleb, this is the most unmotivational sermon of all time. What are you doing? Why are you telling us this, that we, that we can't do anything? And I want to tell you guys that I don't think this is unmotivational at all. If anything, this is, this is freedom. This is giving us the freedom to know that it isn't all on us, that this weight isn't on us, and that we have a God who loves and cares for us and is handling it for us. And so I want to give you guys some examples of people in the Bible who were given circumstances that they couldn't handle. They were plain out given circumstances that they weren't good enough to handle on their own. Just like uh, David and Goliath. Um, you guys all know Goliath. He's this huge gargantuan of a man. Um, he has gigantic muscles and uh, he's killed so many before he fought David. And David comes to the field and uh, everyone's like, David, you're like uh, three foot tall. There's no way you're going to be able to beat this giant. And, and, and David has this courage about him because he knows that he has God on his side. But even, even Saul was like, hey, King Saul was like, hey, David, you can't face this guy alone. You need, you need my armor. You need the things of this world to help you out. But David knew that, that the things of this world weren't going to help him defeat this giant, weren't going to help him defeat his giant. He needed God, and he needed to rely on God. And then we go to Daniel, and Daniel in the lion's den. I don't know if you guys know anything about lions. Here's a little history lesson for you. Uh, they kill people. Uh, they eat them and you die. So um, they're literal lions and um, that's not fun to deal with. That's literally a task that uh, you can't deal with on your own. That's a li literally a task that will break you. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. He was given this challenge that there's no way without God he could have got through. But God shut the mouths of the lions and Daniel survived. These are two people who faced things way bigger than they could handle on their own. But God. So let's uh, bow our head and close our eyes before we um, get into the rest of this sermon. Jesus, I just pray that um, you would be with us, God, that we would rely on you and your power to get us through whatever challenge we're going through, God. And I'm so thankful that you're here for us, always loving on us and caring for us and getting us through whatever we need to get through. God, you are greater than any task we're going to face. And God, thank you for giving us tasks that are too big to handle because we know that we can rely on you 
and your strength and who you are. And God, I pray that you would be with each person watching this sermon today. God, I pray that you would touch their hearts. God, I pray that you would open their ears to hear what you have for them today. And I pray that you would move in each house in your holy name. Amen. So today I want to talk about uh, three people who were given a task that was way bigger than they were. And uh, I, I know, I'm pretty sure you guys know these guys. They're Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or as I learned in a kid's church, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abendistraw. So that's how I always remembered them. So I hope you guys, that will be a little, little key in your head uh, to remembering um, these three names. And so this story starts with this king. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. And he wasn't very smart. Uh, you know, we've just been talking about how we can't handle anything without God. And he's, he's basically trying to make the opposite of that happen. He, he made a 90-foot golden statue of himself. And he said that no one can worship anything else except for this statue, which is not smart. The non-most smart thing I've ever heard anyone say ever or anyone do. And um, the deal was, if you didn't worship this golden statue, um, then you would be thrown into a burning furnace. And so that leads me to my first point, which um, is just a fact, um, is fire is hot. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, fire, fire is hot and it will burn you. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are already at odds with whatever's going on. Because if you're thrown into a furnace, you're not going to live. You're not going to be able to survive that um, without, without help, right? Without God. So, you know, right, ever since you were a kid, you understood this. Because your parents would tell you, don't touch the stove. And then your curiosity would peak, and you'd be like, wow. That's, they told me not to touch that, but that would be really nice. And so you touch it and oh, you, you get burned. It hurts. It hurts to touch. It hurts to touch something that's hot. You realize that that will burn you. And so from then on, you're like, okay, fire hurts me. I don't want to deal with fire. And so um, we're going to see some people who had to deal with some real fire uh, today. Um, and that's Daniel 3.12 through 18. So follow along with me. If you got your Bibles, pull them out, um, read along. It's also up on the screen. Uh, so don't, don't worry if you don't have them. It says, but there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered this, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the burning, blazing furnace." And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defeat, defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, then God, the God who we serve, is able to save us. He is able. We will, he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, 
We want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. <laughs> that last verse just really hits me. It's so, it's so powerful because we already know that they have, they already have faith in God. They already say, you know, if, if you throw us into a blazing furnace, it doesn't matter because God can save us. He has that ability. They know that. They have faith in God that he can save them. But then verse 18 says, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Even if he doesn't. That's peace. And that's the promise we're given when we come to God and we give, our, give ourselves to him. We give our lives to God. That we may go, that doesn't mean life will be easy and we won't have any challenges and um, it'll just be easy peasy and oh, carefree, whatever, you know, I can just do whatever now, right? No, that's not, that's not the guarantee. But the guarantee is that God will be with us. And because he's with us, we have his peace and we're able to get through whatever circumstance we're going through. We're able to get through that blazing furnace. It's not going to be easy. In fact, the Bible says quite the opposite. It doesn't say that no trials are going to come our way. It says quite the opposite. John 16, says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Well, that's that's promising in uh, the other way, if we, if we, if we, we wanted trials and sorrows, <laughs> but, but he says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. God has overcome the world. So it doesn't matter that we're going to be thrown into fire, that we're going to face that fire, that we're going to face these trials and these sorrows that are too hard for us to bear. It doesn't matter that we're going to face that. Because we know that we serve a God who loves us and is going to take care of us. And he's going to get us through whatever we're going through because he's already overcome it. He's already gone ahead of us, seen what's going to happen. And he knows that he can handle it for us. Which brings me to my second point. God meets you in the fire. See, first we, we, we get thrown into the fire and then God meets us in it right? It, he, may not, he may not bring us out of it instantly, but he does meet us there. And that's when we get that peace. Daniel 3, 19 through 25 says, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. What a mad dude. Oh my, that's, that's scary. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Fire's already killing people. Why is, it, why is he doing this? He's He's upset. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up, threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So we already know this fire is too hot to handle. The soldiers died uh, when they were throwing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So there's, how is there any possible way that they can live through this? Verse 23. 
So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a God. God is with you in the fire. God was with them in the fire, and he's going to be with us in the fire, in your fire. God meets you there. God meets you where you are, no matter where it is. He meets you in your doubts. He meets you when you're alone. Maybe when you've lost somebody close to you when the test results weren't exactly what we wanted, maybe money's a little tight. God meets you there. God meets you in these places. He meets you in your valley. In the good, in the bad, he's with you. He's with you wherever you go. I know this personally. God's with me on my worst days, the days when I feel low and I feel defeated. But something even greater, something that I can count on no matter what, is that God is with me on my best days too. And that's something, that's something that I take joy in, that he's going to be with me on my worst and my best days, that he's going to be that friend who's with me through it all. You know, like when, when you're with a friend and, um, they're, they're really good to you and they're with you when you're in the fire, when you're with something hot, when you're in a circumstance that is hard to deal with and that friend's with you there, you know that friend is gonna be with you on your best day. So why would you only call on God in your worst days? When you can, when you can celebrate with him, when you can, when you can be joy, when you can shout praises to him, when, you're, when, you, when something good happens and you, and you feel amazing and you're like, yes, and you know that God's with you, celebrating right there along with you. That's what I love. And I know that's something that I need. I need him on my, on my worst day, and I need him on my best day. But not only do I need him, I want him. I want him in my life. I want him every single day. No matter what, it, no matter what I'm going through, whether it's good or bad, I want him there. Because, because I know he's going to be with me in the hard times. And not only that, I know he loves me like nobody else. And he loves you like nobody else. A love we can't even comprehend. He loves you like that more than any love you've ever experienced. And that's why I want him in my life because I want to experience that love each and every day. He is our friend in and out of the fire. John 15, 15 says, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. Jesus is our friend. Jesus is your friend, and he's looking out for you. He's with you in your fire. Point number three, furnace to freedom. God takes us out of, out of our furnace. He walks with us through the furnace. And, and because of the furnace, we're given freedom. Because of what we went through, this has given us freedom. This has given a new result and a result that's going to glorify God. 
So I'm going to wrap up my story on the three amigos with Daniel 3, 26 through 28. This is when it gets uplifting, guys. Um, 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. God has a purpose for your furnace. God has a reason why he put you where he put you in any situation that you're in. God doesn't do it just for fun, just to, just to mess with us. He's, he's, he's building us and he's making us stronger and he's giving us better character and he's making us, he's molding us into the men and women of God he wants us to be. God is doing something through your struggle. And the reason why he puts us into these places is because God cares way more about who you're going to become and who he's molding you into than he cares about your comfort. It doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, what we're going through because he knows that the end goal is a better result and a stronger result. Just like when we're working out in the gym or doing stuff like that, we have to go through this this trial. We have to break down our muscles in order for them to grow, just like how we have to break us down in order for us to grow. And so we're given certain circumstances that are, are too hard for us to handle. It's, it's a stretch to get to where we need to go. And that makes us stronger because of it. God puts us in these situations to make us stronger, but he doesn't make us do it alone. He's with us in each and every single one of these situations so that even though it is too hard to handle, he's, he's spotting your weight. He's spotting it so, so you don't fall because he's there to pick you up when you need it. So like with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and their story, how God put this situation in front of them that was too hard for them to handle. But because they were faithful to him and they did what was right and they made the right choice, they were they were became they became stronger because of it and God put a better result than before because before this Nebuchadnezzar was so against God he was so against our our lord and savior but God knew what he was doing when he when he put Shadrach Meshach and Abednego there so just like that we have to be open to what God's doing and sometimes that means that God's going to put, put us in a furnace sometimes that means he's going to put us in a hard situation but I wanna challenge you guys today. When, whenever there's a hard situation, whenever God is telling you to do something, we listen. Whether that be just talking to someone you haven't talked to before, um, just making a hard decision, something that's hard, maybe, maybe just for you, something you've been um, dealing with recently, but, but God has put it on your heart to do that. And we have to remember that making the right decision is never the wrong choice. That following God and what he has for us to do and being obedient to him is always gonna bring us to the right destination. 
as long as we obey him and follow what he's doing, God is going to work with us through this fire that we're going through. He's going to work with you through your fire. We just got to listen to him. We got to have faith in him and he will give us that peace and that strength to get through our situation. So remember guys, each and every day, we have to walk with God because he walks with you and because he loves you. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Jesus, I just pray that you would just be with us every day. God, I'm so thankful that you're here for us no matter what, no matter what we're going through on our bad days and our good days. God, I pray that you would give us the strength to do what you want us to do. Even if that puts us into a rough place, God, even if that puts us into a, a heated situation, God, I pray that you would give us the peace to get through it, that you would walk with us through it. You may not take us out. You may not bring us out instantly, but God, I know that you're building a character in us and you're making us stronger because of it and that there's a purpose and a plan for this, this furnace that you're putting us in and that it will advance your kingdom, God. And I'm so thankful for that, that you are giving us the opportunity each and every day to glorify you in new ways. God, I thank you so much for everything. For everyone watching this, God, I just pray that you would love on them. God, that you would give them the courage to do what you want them to do. God, that you would be in each and every house today that's watching this. God, I thank you in your holy name. Amen.